Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Good, good. good, good. Our president was upset this morning he was because very upset. Uh, presidents are always responsible for uh, everything in the economy, good, bad, or indifferent. They're responsible for a whole lot, but most of the time when they have problems in the economy, it's, uh, it's long range, somebody's been messing around. But, you know, the CPI was way up, so the president said he's ordered his staff to make sure that the prices go down. Yeah, and, uh, well, but uh, <laughs> magic. So tomorrow it'll be okay. The CPI will be repeated. You know? <laughs> Fill up our tanks for ten bucks. And uh, of course, we we shouldn't even worry anybody about it. Uh, even though I've been talking about it for thirty years, uh, it, this time it's transitory. So they're not expecting very much. And Yellen reassured them, no matter what, she she <laughs> and the Federal Reserve can handle it. But we'd like to just get more people handling uh, the bigger picture, and that is government mandates, the destruction of liberty, that people lose their choices, they lose voluntarism, and that uh, no matter whether it's medicine or investments or whatever, uh, they, the government has mandates, and uh, sometimes you can get into trouble if you don't follow the mandates. Uh, so we have the government, of course, turned on its heads for what was originally intended by the founders. Uh, they thought the, the government would be there to protect liberty, you know, but that, that hasn't worked out so well. Not the worst in the world, and there's still a lot of problems, and we still have uh, some decency left. But I tell you what, right now we've been drifting into a situation where uh, the government is doing uh, almost exactly opposite of what the founders had hoped. We do have a new villain. We spent a lot of time making fun of Fauci as a villain. Bill Gates has been a villain. He's still a villain. But I think we have a new arch villain. Uh, his name is Albert Borla. CEO of Pfizer, if I were his PR advisors, I would have told him to stay behind the curtain because once he emerged from the curtain, really the true extent of his evil is exposed out there for everyone. My first impression upon seeing the interview, and we'll watch a little bit of it, but does this sound like a man who's very confident in his company or his product that he has to go around saying the people who demonize, who say anything about my product are criminals? And here's his quote about people who spread, quote, misinformation on the shots. Quote, these people are criminals, he told Atlantic Council CEO. They're not bad people, they're criminals because they have literally cost millions of lives. A, he sounds pretty unhinged to me, and we'll have actually a clip from the weirder part of that interview coming up, but he talks about dark forces going after him and his company. He sounds a little paranoid and a little unhinged, but let's look at this uh, at the at the uh, at the word misinformation. I wonder who he's talking about. Is he talking about Rochelle Walensky, the <laughs> the director of the CDC, because she said these vaccines do not prevent transmission. So maybe she's the one who's a criminal. Misinformation. Uh, is it the CDC itself that's criminal? Um, is it the VAERS database, the adverse reactions database? Because we see seventeen thousand vaccine-related, apparently vaccine-related deaths attributed uh, in the VARES database. Again, we don't know because they haven't been investigated. But if I were Albert Borla and someone were asking me about this and misinformation, I would say, you know what? We are concerned about these 15, 17, however many thousand people that are in this. So we're going to take a little bit of our huge chunk of profit 
from these shots, and we're going to disprove all those misinformation people. We're going to put some money in and investigate every one of those adverse deaths, and we're going to show you that they're not in any way related to the vaccine. There you go. You put your money where your mouth is, and you can shut everyone up who's getting increasingly concerned about it. Yes, and um, he, he uses a strong term, criminal. Criminals are to be arrested. They're to be punished. They are to be destroyed. And uh, he did try to qualify that um, it's not everybody. It's just a few people who have these controls. So uh, he doesn't blame everybody, but uh, he certainly works on the effort of conveying information to everybody and the people who are the real enemies that don't, don't agree with, with, with him. And I keep thinking... You know, um, if if you're going to call them criminals, there must be some. You know, in the old days, uh, we used to <clears throat> we used to think that to be charged as a criminal, you, you had to be tried, you had to be charged with something, and you had to have uh, juries and trials. But this is the case. You're just labeled. Yeah. You're you're, you're labeled, and uh, it's always who's who's the decider. But I think we had a president once that used to call yeah, himself the, the decider. The decider. Yeah. He, he's the president. He's the decider. This guy's not even the president, yeah. but he works with the president. He, and they, he works with I mean, He's the president of a big company. Maybe the big companies are the real presidents, you know, when yeah. you think about the deep state. So maybe psychologically he, he thinks, well, he, he talks like, and you've pointed it out in your opening statement, he talks as if he is, by golly, the decider. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they should be be punished and uh, so uh, so so interesting because it's not when they're needing to you know we're at a point where it looks like things are turning around turning our direction and there's more resistance than ever before and uh, they're they're buckling down so that might be a sign that they're not confident that they're that they're spouting off because uh, they're afraid they're not winning this argument and when they see the crowds uh, you know standing out there resisting uh, uh, resisting arrests and what I think is pretty neat is you know I loved it when the mothers and uh, you know went out there to protect their kids but what, what about the working man the working man is generally thought you know to be the friend of big government and band-aids and the government's going to take care of them but it's interesting now that so many of them are resisting and so many of them, you, you, you know, are either being fired or quitting just because of the over uh, emphasis on the government mandates, which is the opposite of liberty. People still, uh, you know, value their liberty. Yeah. Well, let's look at uh, our new villain, arch villain of the week, right? Let's look at this first clip. Here he is, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla. He makes more money than you do by about a factor of a zillion. Uh, but he thinks you're a criminal. But here's the funny thing, Dr. Paul. He says people who spread misinformation about the vaccine are criminals, as you say, implying, of course, they should go to the gulag. Well, look at this next clip, and I'm scratching my head reading it. This is, it. This is just a, a, a picture, <clears throat> but look at this next picture here, if we can put it up. This is Borla in the same interview. He said Tuesday that life for many people can, quote, go back to normal once many of the vac unvaccinated get vaccinated, quote, the only thing that stands between the new way of life and the current way of life is, frankly, hesitancy to vaccinations. But you know what? I think he's the one spreading misinformation because, as we've done on this show and as so many have done, 
If you look at the countries with the highest percentage of vaccine vaccinations, Israel, number one, UK, Lithuania, every country with huge 85, 90% fully vaccinated, they are now the countries with the highest, highest level of outbreaks. So what he said is frankly, disinformation, misinformation. I think he needs to turn himself in. You know, he, he uh, of course, is an ally with Bill Gates, but Bill Gates have slightly different position. But he needs, uh, you know, if they're going to continue this monstrosity that they're orchestrating, uh, he's going to need to ally himself closer with Bill Gates because Bill Gates says, you know, maybe they aren't working so hard. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we need to improve our vaccines. Maybe we need to improve how often we give it. Maybe it's seven times yeah. that we need to give, give these booster shots. So uh, it, it is, and of course, it, it isn't, uh, uh, you know, the way they give the shots is the fact that this, the vaccines don't work. Yeah. And that's what the final conclusion is going to be. And even Gates, you know, uh, implies that. Yeah, and we've got that story Yeah, we'll later, talk about actually. that too. But let's, let's do this one clip, this first clip, because this is a video clip. And this is something very creepy from the interview. And I just showed this to you, Dr. Paul, and I'm eager to get your take on it. This is where he talks about the dark forces that are around Pfizer, and he makes a stunning admission. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a spoiler, but let's if we can. Uh, it's a, it's a 57-second uh, segment, but if we can watch that, put that up now. Listen to this. He's here. He is at the Atlantic Council. There was some fake news during this period of time about uh, the vaccines, you know, all sorts of conspiracy theories. How did you deal with that, and how did you navigate that, and, and where do you feel the primary source of this sort of fake news was? How, how damaging was this to us? I'm afraid it was uh, quite uh, quite a lot damaging, and uh, there was, particularly with us, we were targeted by a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, dark uh, organizations that you don't really know the ownership. Uh, you suspect that there are some countries behind. Uh, we were getting a lot of briefings from uh, CIA, from FBI about uh, attacks that may happen to us, cyber attacks, I mean, but also about the spread of misinformation. Um, you know, th there is uh, uh, there are two groups of uh, people, right? There are the people that they are vaccinated, there are people that are skeptical about it. We get regular briefings from the CIA and the FBI. Something sounds very odd about that. That, that, that is, but... It's something that I'm not totally surprised with. Unfortunately, I don't have much respect for the CIA and the FBI. Every day you're reading about uh, somehow or another, uh, you know, in Russia Gate and all these things, what they're finding out. Uh, so uh, there, there is a conspiracy. Conspiracy, just a bunch of people getting together to promote their cause and uh, labeling it, you, you know, carelessly or casually is the wrong thing to do. What we, what we really should be doing is encourage people to seek the truth and have debates and find out which uh, has scientific, uh, you know, defense of what they're tr they're trying to do. The uh, whole whole thing is, is. Uh, Seeking the truth is not their their goal. Matter of fact, the further along they get toward Marxism, whether it's cultural Marxism and old Marxism, the more they have to accept, 
you, you know, the position of Marxism and nihilism is that there is no truth. I mean, you have to appease the people and say, oh, yeah, this is the truth. It's, it's these guys that don't want uh, to take vaccines because they say they're dangerous. They're conspirators and they're telling lies. So they have no, no desire whatsoever uh, to have truth. Where is the debate? And that's why there's a hint that the debate may come up. And uh, that would be good because uh, I think that uh, our side has so many people who understand this scientifically and truly uh, can be trusted into seeking the truth and wouldn't demagogue as what we're getting now. But when you get demagogues in the politics and people in the financial sectors and the people in the corporate world that really runs the government, believe me, truth is not their goal. And, uh, and they feel very noble about it as yeah. well. Well, our second story is, is uh, also very disturbing. It's kind of a bad news day in a way. This is from CBS news whistleblowers to play a key role in enforcing biden's vaccine rule we'll talk about the curious use of that word whistleblower because you talk about torturing language probably worse than abu Ghraib when you talk about torturing language but i wanted first dr paul just to put up a quote from the article just to kick it off for your for your comments and we're going to have to skip ahead those cartoons that i had but we're running a little late if we can skip ahead to the um, probably three, three clips to the one that starts the 490-page regulation, <laughs> it's all text. If we could put that up, sorry to um, our our, our, oh, our friend back there is going crazy, um, but look, this is important. The 490-page regulation, this is from CBS News, will cover American businesses with at least 100 workers or about 84 million employees in all. So the government will rely upon a core of informers to identify violations of the order. Employees who will presumably be concerned enough to turn in their own employers if their co-workers go unvaccinated or fail to undergo weekly tests to show their virus free. I just remember somewhere in history we had this before. I can't <laughs> quite remember when it was, <laughs> a <couple> right? times. <laughs> you know, the... And, uh, you know, what they want to do is say, they're informers, that doesn't sound nice. They're just uh, dedicated citizens, patriots uh, that are revealing uh, to the government where the bad people are. And they're the whistleblowers and whistleblowers we protect. They're to be looked, uh, looked up to and held in high esteem. But, you know, the law that was passed uh, for the whistleblowers uh, hasn't helped much because any, not anybody, but very many cases, and I don't know how many has been, but there's been a lot. The true, the true whistleblowers blowing on, uh, you know, getting the information out, they're in big trouble yeah. because they're telling the truth, and the truth is the enemy of big government. So they don't want to hear from them, and uh, and and we do know we've we've visited with them. They've been on our program. The people who've put in, been put in prison for. Uh, doing whistleblowing truthfully so to to call these people these spies and traitors to go and just look for trouble and what does it invite to you know 
turn in your neighbor that you don't like, yep, this exactly. sort of thing. And that, that goes on all, all the time in an authoritarian society. So this, this, is, this is bad news for a movement that and hopefully we can contribute to alerting people to what's going on. And, uh, of course, how are we going to control it? OSHA, now there's a big argument. How much authority can they give OSHA, the president, without any more congressional activity? Yeah. Well, he gets a little wishy-washy and mushy in there. So I have a solution. Get rid of OSHA. Yeah. I mean, uh, if we had more liability. What about what about all these drug companies? Have no liability. So what good would OSHA be uh, protecting us going in there? We're going to check on safety on people when they're in there doing things. That, even if even if there are mistakes, I, I guess there's not been one uh, recent vaccine in these last two years that actually uh, you could sue somebody on if they were doing something wrong. I mean, they they all have exemption, uh, you know, from lawsuit. Uh, so that's. Um, that's a big problem, uh, and I, I think uh, the, the people just better be alert to the informers. <laughs> well, you know, the whole purpose of OSHA is to record people who are injured at the workplace. And what's the first rule they issued when they wanted to do this vaccine rule? Do not record anyone who's vaccine injured on the workplace. <laughs> so the first, But I can imagine, Dr. Paul, in the future, a plaque to the great whistleblowers of America, Manning, Snowden, Assange, Karen, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, Don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at this next clip, uh, because this is uh, from the same article, uh, CBS News. For a task as enormous as enforcing the new vaccine order, OSHA and its state partners are stretched thin. Just 1,850 inspectors will oversee 130 million workers at 8 million job sites. So the agencies must rely on whistleblowers. Hint, hint, everybody, you, are, you have them outnumbered by an enormous amount. Don't play their game. You have a way to get around this. And don't be that Karen. Don't be that whistleblower. And the sad part, once again, is that we should be seeking truth. And that is our job to help in that direction. But uh, actually, the people who have been telling the truth have gotten themselves into trouble. You know, just, just the whole principle that you really can't advocate and say something positive about natural immunity. I mean, they're contradicting a lot of science there, a lot of knowledge that has accumulated, and yet, yet, yet you get punished for that. At the same time, they're going to go out and reward people and encourage people uh, to make up sto stories for all I know, for well, all we know. A, that's a good point that I thought about, and I'm glad you brought it up, because they have unlimited money, right? So OSHA could have out million-dollar awards, the guy who turns in oh, the most yeah. of his co-workers. You right. know? People will go around, and if they see a Trump sign on the yard, they'll probably turn him in terrible. Right. Well, our third story is about, as you alluded to, our good friend Bill Gates. You're not going to believe this, Dr. Paul. He's gone to the dark side. He's turned into an anti-vaxxer. Let's put up this next oh, clip. Yeah. This is interesting. He really <laughs> is. I mean, this Bill Gates, we hardly knew you. Let's put up this next little clip. This is a quote from a recent interview that he did. Uh, no, no, not the video, sorry. The, first of all, the uh, uh, you know, regular clip, and then we'll do the video second. That first clip is a quote. Here's Bill Gates, and it's recorded, so we're not making it up. Quote, we didn't have vaccines to block transmission, said Gates, contradicting previous interviews in which he claimed the shots significantly blocked transmission. Quote, we got vaccines that help you with your health, 
but they only slightly reduce the transmission. And this is a, from an article that our friend Jordan Stachtel wrote, and it's on the Ron Paul Institute site as well. This is a quote from the, from, from the great Bill Gates, the great vaxxer, and just to prove, Dr. Paul, that we are not about fake news at all, we're going to play it from the horse's mouth. Let's watch that clip. It's only 11 seconds, so listen carefully at the beginning. Didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, a new way of doing the vaccines. There you have it. You mean uh, you get to do, do another vaccine and get a government grant and make a, another $10 billion? Yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't that terrible? You get a do-over, right? It's like everyone gets a trophy. Yeah, when are they going to come to a conclusion, and he's very close to it, the whole thing didn't work. Sorry, false alarm. Yeah. We better start all over again, but no sweat. Not, uh, the, 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 uh, the disease isn't quite as bad. That's what they're going to have to say someday. The yeah. children have never been threatened, as they claim. You know, and, and most people are starting to recognize. That's what I think woke up the uh, the parents, woke up in the very positive way. Yeah, they woke, yeah. up, they uh, woke up and realized that their kids were not endangered. And, uh, and that's what got them to the PTA meetings. And, and that certainly was uh, helpful. But uh, this whole thing about him, we need a new way of doing vaccine. We certainly do. And it needs to be done by the market. There should be liability. There should be no grants by government uh, taxpayers to go and help these companies and specialize. And, uh, and, and it, we, uh, we, you know, get rid of the system. That's the yeah. system is wrong. And uh, they're going to go on and on. But they, but they said, well, this is science because we're experimenting. We're mm. experimenting, and you know they know darn well they're experimenting because they, you, you even they even admit it. Well, we need a large study on children to see how children are going to react to it, and uh, they, 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 that is that gets close to being criminal. Yeah, right? talk about criminal. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people have rightly pointed out that this statement alone from Gates and others have made it. Walensky's made it, and others have made it. This statement alone absolutely decimates the rationale for a vaccine mandate in the first place because there it's it shows it's an admission there is no public health benefit to the vaccine it doesn't stop transmission now there may be a private health benefit they may benefit certain sectors of the population that as we've always said may well want to look into it but certainly if you're arguing that there is an overwhelming public health benefit that is severely undermined and in fact decimated by saying that they don't prevent transmission, which is not us saying that, that's the experts, that's the science saying that. Yes, and uh, every, every day we, we read stories, and they're going to continue of, uh, you know, the complications from it. And, uh, and this, this is, uh, you know, even the governor of California most likely had a complication from the injection. But of course, <clears throat> somebody made the point, this is a guy that can't stand the idea of not being in the limelight. No yeah. matter what it was, he'd be, you know, at a press conference, but something happened, uh, you know, after he got his vaccine that uh, he didn't want. And uh, it, it uh, may, may well be one that he's going to have no long-term trouble, but 
nobody even knows that. Nobody even knows the complications that are late complications. What if you have a mild uh, cardiac effect from, from, the, from the vaccine where you don't get critically ill the first day and you don't get a heart attack and you, you don't die early? You can go along. You can limp along with, uh, with heart trouble and valve, heart valve trouble and, and go for a good while and, and gets worse over the years. That'll ne- probably never be known. But, uh, you know, there's an article talking about how many uh, football players have died this year on the field unsuspectedly. But the articles, the articles have never mentioned whether or not they've had a vaccine or, or not. Uh, so, but uh, that's what, of course, the first question. But that's that means that we're locked in on conspiracies. Uh-huh. <laughs> but why don't we say you're locked in on, on science, trying to figure out scientifically why young people all of a sudden would start uh, dropping off uh, at a larger number than normal. It isn't yeah. like thousands of kids are dropping off on this, but a lot more than normal, and that's made people uh, aware of it. Exactly, and it's not conspiratorial to suggest, hey, let's put some money into investigating these, these let's disprove them. If we want to, if we want to believe what the what the so-called authorities are saying, let's disprove these. Let's let's uh, do some research into the various database. Let's look at these. Uh, these are European soccer players who begin dropping. Uh, maybe it is just a coincidence. We don't know, but nobody seems interested in in in, uh, in researching it or in understanding what might be the cause. Maybe there's no cause. Maybe it's just hot air. But it just seems kind of weird that nobody cares. You know, the, um, the way Gates was describing it is the vaccine didn't block trans, uh, uh, transmission. But then he added it slightly reduced uh, transmission. But, but what kind of a double-blind study would you need for slightly defi- uh, declined transmission and, and challenge a contest, uh, a double-blind study between natural immunity? Yeah, you yeah. know, just let a person go and receive nothing else. And uh, they might be, uh, well, no. They, they might be disappointed because it won't fit their scenario and uh, they have uh, other, other goals, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think we used to call this junk science. <laughs> well, I'm done. I just want to thank our viewers for tuning in. We appreciate you turning to us. We do our best to try to bring you some of the stories uh, you know, with a different perspective than the mainstream media will, will give you. And we, we do our best every morning to bring you something fresh and new every day. Uh, and we appreciate you taking the time to spend some time with us. And I hope you'll continue to watch the Ron Paul Liberty Report. Dr. Very Paul. good. And I'm going to close by also thanking our viewers for tun- tuning in and encouraging us in our efforts. You know, Ann Rand wrote this magnificent novel, Atlas Shrugged. And uh, it's all about uh, the, the productive people of the world can't stand it anymore because it's an authoritarian government. So they go on strike and everything crashes, of course. But, uh, you know, it made me think about this uh, because uh, there's a lot of people, you know, going on strike. They say there's a lot of people that could get jobs, a lot of jobs running, and they're not working for various reasons. And uh, it's not exactly a strike, but it is a strike. They're not coming to work for some reason if uh, they really needed to or had a job, but they keep getting punished for uh, saying words that aren't legal anymore, then then that makes a big difference. But 
I, I think one thing we notice is uh, maybe maybe the strike, the resistance are coming from not the industrialists uh, as Ayn Rand, uh, you know, really in, a, in many ways painted, you know, the, the builders of big buildings, the architects and, and, and this sort of thing, and, uh, and they go on strike and things uh, get much worse. But what, what about the housewife? Uh, she's not an industrialist, but she's say, saying, we're not going to do it. We're, we're going to resist. And I think that's very encouraging. So there is a, uh, a movement for going on strike against big government and all these mandates. And also, uh, I, there's a change where uh, unions, uh, unions are doing something. Unions are generally, you know, the people who uh, would be strong for anything government, and they love OSHA and this sort of thing. But they're resisting it too, and they're uh, uh, and, and and they're not exactly happy with with Biden with all his mandates. So this is good. It, it, there's there's a resistance. It's not exactly like it's happened in the past. But the, finally, there are a lot of people who say enough is enough and we need to change it and we still love liberty and we're still going to promote liberty because we are convinced that uh, the road to peace and prosperity is through greater amount of liberty for every individual. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please return soon.